Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who does not work for his food because, as he says, his food has to work for him. Brandon Siegel, how you doing? Yes, sir. You know, here's the thing about that. I, I want you guys to imagine, everyone out there listening, imagine eating a taco. Do you turn your head for the taco, or do you turn the taco for you? I don't want to work for my food. I want my food to work for me. I'm trying to enjoy the food. So naturally, I turn the taco so it fits correctly in my mouth. You know, I don't feel like that's that wild of a thing uh, to do. I, I personally like a lot to just be comfortable while I'm eating. And a man who I know likes eating just as much as I do is, of course, the uh, third member of this podcast, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you doing today? Brandon, I want to address this. So you turn your t- you don't turn your head when you eat a taco because my, my concern with that is I feel like what if all this stuff falls out of the taco when you turn it? Like if you got a hard you shell know, ben, taco and you turn the taco, it all falls out. So I feel like I, I I respect my food more than that. I don't want that to happen. So I'll I'll take the liberty and I'll take one for the team and I'll turn my head for the taco. Here's the thing, Ben. When you come to like a master level of eating food, you know how to <laughs> yeah. not spill the toppings. Um, so I've gotten to that level in my life. I, clearly, you haven't. Uh, my toppings right. just don't spill. It's just a, it's a, okay. it's neat. It all it all gets in the mouth hold, in the end. Hold on, you cannot claim that you're a master level master level of eating. I've I've seen you wake up, eat a fudge run, and go back to bed. So I don't <laughs> I don't know if I would say that you're a master level of eating, but you do like to eat. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, Ben, when when you reach the level where you are eating fudge rounds in the morning, just come <laughs> tell me. It's it's a, it's 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 complete peace. Okay. But we have a really fun episode planned for you guys today, uh, and we'll just get right into it. Uh, to start off in small talk, we've had a lot of Carson Wentz trade rumors. The one that's been thrown around a lot is Carson Wentz to the Bears, and the rumor, again, this is just a rumor, would be Wentz and I think a third rounder, um, to the Bears for. Uh, Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen, in a first-round pick in this coming draft. Um, it's a pretty wild trade. You know, Ben, I'm actually going to start with you today. What do you think about this potential trade? I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I, my first thought is, poor poor Bears fans. Because I don't, I don't even think Bears fans would want this. I mean, um, Carson Wentz, like, he's just not what he was in 2018 or whatever year he, that was uh, a couple years ago. He's just not the same. He's injury-prone. He has not looked like the same quarterback recently. Um, and I mean, Bears fans have had to deal with Mitch Trubisky for a couple of years now, and I just I don't know if bringing in Carson Wentz is any better. Because I, I don't know if necessarily one, I don't know if he would beat out Mitch Trubisky in a quarterback battle. Because I don't know if he's actually any better than Mitch Trubisky. Not at this point. Two years ago, yeah, for sure he was. But at this point, I don't think bringing in Carson Wentz really does anything for your team. And if you're going to give up stuff to get him, I, I just I don't see the value in that trade at all. I really. Don't understand that from a franchise that has been extremely mediocre for, I mean, as long as I can remember. So I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to feel about it. It's all fairly new to me. I, I mean, you guys just told me this morning about it. Again, it's not set in stone or anything like that, but it is just a rumor. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. it it's mm-hmm. it's puzzling to me. I really, I really don't understand uh, why the Bears specifically would want this situation at all. So the one interesting thing I think about this is, Wentz, I think, has the potential to be better than Trubisky, but he's not right now. He's not, especially after we saw towards the end of the season, Trubisky really turn it on. And the Bears were not bad at all. You know, they're a couple pieces away from really being a competing team. Not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they could definitely compete without a doubt. You know, they got to get those couple pieces in place. Now, obviously, Allen Robinson's contract is up. You know, where he's going to sign is a big question. He's a big piece that they have. But you know, what did they go eight and eight or nine and seven? You know, they or nine. I think they went nine and seven. 
And, yep. You know, they, they have an ability to win some games. And Did they make the playoffs? I can't remember. Did they make the playoffs? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Lost so the Saints. I, I mean, they're not overly out of things, especially with how Trubisky played at the end. I don't understand to give up a first-rounder plus Cohen. Tariq Cohen has been very valuable. I understand Montgomery was good. I don't completely understand this trade. I do think Wentz leaving Philly is good for Philly. Not that Wentz is this just truly awful quarterback. However, he was pretty terrible this past year. But it's just, I think it's time to move on from him. Trevor, final thoughts on this before we get into a very interesting topic. Yeah, I mean, it's just a horrible trade for the Bears. I think it, it makes mm-hmm. no sense. I'd be very surprised if they did it. I mean, this past season, Carson Wentz, he threw 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, only had a completion percentage of about 57%. Mm-hmm. So he, he obviously wasn't very good. The, uh, the Eagles in those games where he played were 3-8-1. and one. Um, Of course, with that one tie against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Ben's mm-hmm. team. So, the, you know, he's he's not been good this year. Obviously, yes, he did have a few good seasons. You know, that 2017 season when he was really good and had a couple decent seasons even after that. But he's not the same guy. He's had a lot of injury history. Um, so yeah, like you guys said, I don't even know if he's better than Mitch Trubisky right now. Um, so it, it really just doesn't make the sense, make sense. Now, if the Eagles could make this happen, obviously getting, you know, a first round pick, getting Mitch, who then uh, would be the backup. We would, I would just, I would think to Jalen Hurts, who Jalen Hurts well, actually they, think. They want to get Trubisky. Um, they get Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Oh, they would get Nick Foles. Okay. Okay. So yes. they would get Nick Foles, but Nick Foles Which still also, is a good backup. As a good backup to Jalen Hurts, who I think Jalen Hurts can be pretty good, you know, as a as a quarterback in the NFL. So be good. That would definitely be good for the Eagles and for the Bears. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. But let's move on to our next topic. We had an incident in the NBA, so we're slowly getting fans back in the NBA, and we saw an incident, uh, which I think it was it was Lakers at Hawks. Am I is that correct? Was it the yeah. Hawks? Um, so we were, the game was in Atlanta and we had, um, a woman in the stands yelling at LeBron claiming she was defending her husband and LeBron said some words back to her. Um, she was coined a courtside Karen by LeBron. Um, personally, this whole interaction was, was very funny. And, you know, LeBron being LeBron, it was, it was, it was hysterical. Trevor, I wanted to get your little input on this before we kind of exit small talk for today. Yeah, so obviously, like you, I also thought it was very funny. Um, we, we don't know what was said. You can just, you could try to right. read lips, but I, I have no clue what, what the argument was about, what was happening. Um, she claimed she was trying to defend her husband, whatever. Um, <laughs> she, I think she's just definitely looking for clout there a little bit uh, yeah. by trying to get in an argument with the best player in the NBA. But the other piece of it that I really love, and I know some people will be like, oh, well, LeBron shouldn't be talking back. Like, I I have no issue with that. What I like about this for LeBron, and we've seen this with other great superstars, um, we saw it with MJ, and and not that MJ necessarily was talking trash back to fans. He may have been, he may not have been, I don't know. But we see um, a lot of these situations, Kobe as well, where they will find any little slight, any little thing, and use it as motivation, and it makes them better. And we've seen that so often with all these star players. With Tom Brady, it's happened. You know, and that's the part of it that I love because LeBron has started off this year, even at age 36, he's been incredible. He could have a case for MVP. Obviously, he finished second voting last year. This year, he's averaging about, I think, 25, 8, and 8. He's been really good, really efficient. The Lakers are, I think, 18 and 6. So, this is another year where even at age 36, LeBron might have a shot at MVP, which is pretty incredible. 
yeah, it, it's it's certainly amazing to see. And of course, we want to see LeBron do amazing here on this podcast. But let's keep it moving. Uh, well, to exit small talk today, we're of course going to go to small talk trivia. I believe the score is forty to thirty-five. At least that's what's written down in our note. Um, so, Trevor, you know, today I'm going to go first with the trivia question. Um, and Tom Brady's a little bit in this question, and it's not specifically about him. Um, but of course, this question was given by uh, some people's favorite contributor, definitely my least favorite contributor, Ben O'Brien. So, thank you for that, Ben. Um, trivia question today is going to be: Tom Brady is one of two quarterbacks to throw for 400 yards or more in a Super Bowl. Who is the other quarterback? So who is the okay. other quarterback besides Tom Brady to throw for 400 yards or more in a Super Bowl? All right. So there's only one other quarterback in NFL history that's throwing for over 400 yards other than Tom Brady. Now, yes. you know, the prime the prime candidates, Joe Montana, obviously, four Super Bowls, four wins. Um, they scored 55 points in one of those Super Bowls. Um, so that one is definitely up there. Now there's another guy that I know holds the record. If you had asked me this question, I would have got it right. The most touchdown passes, that's Steve Young. He had six touchdowns in the Super Bowl for the 49ers in the 90s. So touchdowns doesn't have to correlate to a lot of yards necessarily, but it could, right? So Steve Young is another one. Um, thinking about Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, obviously in the wins, the Colts won. They beat the Bears, and I believe they mm-hmm. scored like 28 points. I don't really think he probably had a lot of yards in that game. Um, I think that one was more of like just like an overall team performance. I don't think he necessarily mm-hmm. had a ton of yards. Then he had the Saints one where they lost to Breeze. I don't think Breeze would have had 400 in that one. We have Aaron Rodgers, obviously against the Steelers, I'm sure had a really good performance. And we even had Mahomes last year. But I don't think he had 31. So I, I think... It's tough. It's tough with old school quarterbacks. Can they get 400 yards? Um, even with six touchdowns, man. I'm I'm gonna say this one's tough. It's either Montana, Steve Young, it could be Rodgers, it could be Manning. But I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna give a little bit of a guess here because I think it's tough. Um, hmm. Let's hear. You no, know, you even you even have like, man. I wonder. I wonder how many yards Joe Flacco had in that Ravens Super Bowl because he had a good Probably game a lot. that Super he's Bowl. An elite quarterback. Trevor, I'll, I'll give you a hint here. A good game. It's not Joe Flacco because he's an average quarterback. He, he wouldn't <laughs> come on. He no. he wouldn't be throwing for four hundred yards. Let's think this through. Come on. In that game, though, I remember he did play well and they did score thirty-four points. That's not going to be my answer, though. I'm going to say, and this totally could be wrong, but I think just based on the fact that Steve Young had six touchdowns, that ah oh, man. Yeah, I'm just going to go Steve Young. Maybe it's a dumb guess, but he had six okay. touchdowns. Final answer? I'm going to say Steve Young, yeah. So that would be incorrect. The correct answer is in Super Bowl 34, Kurt Warner threw Ooh. for 414 yards. Um, and I believe they won that Super Bowl. I think they did. Yes. Yeah, they did. 23-16 over wow. the Titans. So hmm. uh, not correct today, um, but, you know, obviously there is always next week. So, Trevor, what is your trivia question today for me? Okay, so mine is also Super Bowl related, and uh, my question is, um, now I'm, I'm wondering, I was wondering if I should give you bonus points, because there are four answers here, and I'm wondering, it might be difficult to get all four. Um, hey, it's up to ben, you. Ben, what do you think? So, I'll just, here, I'll give my question, and then I'll let Ben decide if I should just give one bonus point, one extra bonus point or not. Okay. So the question okay. is, 
who are the only four teams um, who have never been to the Super Bowl? There are four NFL franchises currently who have never been to the Super Bowl. Can you name all four? But Ben, do you think that warrants a bonus point? No. Or do you think just straight up, like, Brandon has a decent chance? Straight up, because off the top of my head, I can think of at least three. Um, so I don't think it's a super hard question. And Trevor, you're losing. So if you're losing, don't ever offer extra points. Come on now. I, I want to see you but win. Are you sure? I feel like I should be at least one or two. It's a memory question. Come on now. But it's really not that hard of a question. I really, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give you any extra points. Because think about I mean, Trevor's question, or your question to Trevor wasn't that easy. It was kind of a hard question. It was. So, it was. I don't know. I wouldn't I give you any give extra. I don't want to give away... What, okay, yeah. what about this? What about this? If I don't get all four, what if I get zero points? Wait, what? You know, you know it could be a two-point question, but I got to get all of them. You get what I'm saying? No, I, I think I think it deserves one point because the Kurt Warner one was difficult. And also, okay. if, you go, if you go through a process, you go through the divisions, I think you can narrow it down. Okay. I, I don't think it's that hard of a question. I think you can do it, Brandon. Okay. So the answer is Browns, Texans, Lions, Jaguars. I do know the answer to this question. <laughs> I was just trying to get more points. <laughs> You're the worst, right, man. Okay. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm guessing that's correct because I, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Browns, Lions, Texans, Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you Googled it for a second. You rattled that off so quickly. No, I knew the answer. I knew the. Answer. I mean, I I knew that I could think of the I couldn't think of the Jags, but I could think of the other three pretty quickly. So well, I so feel like it wasn't thing. that hard of a question. The the Texans, Jaguars, and Ravens are the three newest franchises, and yeah, the Ravens won. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then I know the Browns. Yeah. And I I know the, the I I know the question just because I I know it, but yeah. I mean those three right there you could definitely get. Those three are pretty easy. But yeah. you know what? That's that will be today's segment. I, I tried getting more points out of it. I couldn't quite get there. Um, but let's go to randomly ranked, which is the segment where we take a quick random topic and rank it. It's very self-explanatory. Um, today's topic is going to be types of cake. So we got an interesting one today. You know what? I feel like I never start off randomly ranked, so I will start off today. Um, my top three. Number three, I'm going to go with marble cake. Marble, I just feel like is super solid. It's the best of both worlds. You get the vanilla or white or yellow, whatever cake is in that half of the marble. And then you also get the chocolate. And, you know, from here on out, we're going to see a pretty common theme with types of cake that I like. <laughs> after the, Well, honestly, including the marble one. Number two is going to be chocolate cake. I don't think there's much. I mean, come on. It's basic. I understand. It's boring. Chocolate cake is the best, though. It just is. Number one is this is going to be another version of chocolate cake. Chocolate fudge cake. I mean, here's the thing, guys. Chocolate cake's the best. I had to have three chocolatey items. And chocolate fudge cake took the cake. Pun intended. Um, Trevor, what are your top three favorite types of cake? Okay, I just got to mention, before we started the podcast, Brandon said his picks were going to be very unique, and then he literally goes and picks marble cake, chocolate cake, and chocolate <laughs> yeah. fudge cake. I meant unique. I meant unique in the sense that I didn't think you guys would have the same three as I did, like at all. Okay. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah. okay well, th- well, that's true. Um, yeah, because you're going to put, right. I know you're going to put some foo-foo like strawberry banana cream pie cake, Trevor. <laughs> like, I know you're going to have something like that. Nah. Yeah. Nah, I, 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 have, I have three great selections. You'll you'll definitely agree with, for sure, one of them. Um, and that's my number three selection. That is chocolate cake. Um, chocolate cake is, it's so solid. It's, it's just awesome. I mean, t- mm-hmm. to me, it's, it had to be in my top three. Uh, number two. 
I went with also another, um, it includes chocolate as well. It's chocolate mousse cake. Now, I do Ooh. like chocolate mousse cake a little bit more than chocolate cake, although it's very it's close. Um, mousse cake's good. You know, chocolate mousse cake, chocolate mousse cake, it just has like a, you know, obviously it's like kind of a different mm -hmm. texture. It's, it's, I guess, a little bit smoother. I don't know. I, I think it's better. I, I love it, and I have often had it on my birthday. And number one, I have to go with my favorite cake. It's so solid. There's a lot of different variations of it. Um, but I'm just going to say cheesecake. You know, it could be New York style cheesecake. It could be like cheesecake with like a, some kind of like candy topping, whether it's Reese's or Snickers. There's a lot of different kinds of good cheesecake. But cheesecake to me is uh, the most just solid uh, cake that there is. So that's my number one. You know, Trevor, I agree with all three of those. I liked all three of your selections today. This is an incredibly rare episode, so everyone take in where Trevor made three actual good responses. Great job, Trevor. I'm proud of you. Ben, what, what would be your top three favorite types of cake? So I just want to say, Brandon, looking at this list, there's one on here that says death by chocolate cake. I'm kind of surprised you didn't at least mention that because that kind of sounds like, yeah. that, that sounds like your dream right there. I mean, that's a lot of chocolate. So I didn't fully go off the ranker that we had. Yeah. like marble I couldn't find on there. But marble is one of my favorites. So I, I decided to go off of like yeah. three that I would think of off the top of my head. That's fair. But if I, it's, simil yeah. it's similar to the Oreo thing. It's like he can only do like one of the stuffs. Like he can't do like it, everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Also like Death by Chocolate Cake isn't like readily available everywhere. I kind of wanted to be a little bit yeah. more where like you could get it like at your local grocery store. You get what I'm saying? I get it. All, all I'm saying is if somebody ever asked me to describe Brandon Siegel using a type of cake, I'm probably going to say death by chocolate cake because that seems like your type of I cake. I would be okay with that. That, um, that would be a great way to describe me for sure. But I, I want to start with an honorable mention. you got to go angel food cake as an honorable mention. Throw some strawberries on there. Oh, I know, Brandon. Oh, I know God, you probably man. like that. It sounds so good right now. Some angel food cake with terrible. some strawberries. It's delicious. you got to try it. Um, and this is a tough one because I like – I mean all these cakes on here are good. My number three, I'll go ice cream cake. Ice cream cake's delicious. I mean, oh, you're God. you're you're combining ice cream and cake. Like, I mean, it's just two of the, the greatest things that have ever been created. The reason I put it number three is because I mean, if it, 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 it can melt pretty easily, so you got to keep it cold. Um, so it's just kind of an inconvenience at times. But it is, I feel like it is worthy of my top three. So I put that at number three. Uh, number two, I went cheesecake for all the reasons Trevor said. Cheesecake's just super good. It's super versatile. There's mm -hmm. many different versions of it, and they're all fantastic. Uh, and my number one has got to be red velvet cake. I mean, I have a special Ooh. place in my heart for anything red velvet. We've talked about it before. I love red velvet pop tarts, red velvet cupcakes. Yep. Uh, red velvet cake is just is just delicious. And um, there's never a time in my life where I will ever uh, deny somebody offering me a, a piece of red velvet cake because it's just it's just so delicious. So Ben, you started off pretty terrible there because ice cream <laughs> cake. I maybe this is a hot take, but ice cream cake sucks. No, it's dude, terrible. it's ice cream and cake. Like you can't I go wrong it. with it, dude. Come on. Wait, here's the thing. Hold on, hold I can't on. like. Why do? You... Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. So when I eat ice cream, I can't like bite into it the same way I bite into cake because then like my teeth will get like the really cold sensation that doesn't feel good. But I so like that. It just is a bad experience. Oh really? I, I, I like the like I like the cold like ice cream with ice the warm cream. cake. It's just a good combo. I feel like. I eat ice cream differently than how I eat cake, if that makes any sense. Maybe I'm just weird. Why don't Trevor? you eat? Well, why don't you eat it like you eat ice cream then, so that you don't have to worry about like I don't know. I, I just then I'm I don't surprised enjoy the cake by that. As much. I oh well, here's the thing. I don't like ice cream that much as a whole. Oh, like I like it, take. but like it will. I rather have so many other desserts. But you know what? This is for a conversation <laughs> for another day. We're just getting okay. super off track. Talk about my my love hate relationship with uh with ice cream. Let's kind of get into some of our main topics today. First up, of course, we're gonna go over to our college basketball expert 
And I think one thing that we wanted to mention, this is really our last week of football. So next week, we're going to be doing a nice deep dive into college basketball in the NBA. But to get a little bit into it, we'll go to our college basketball expert for now, Trevor Ruddick. Trevor, break down a couple college basketball games that happened this past week and some of your thoughts. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with the Baylor-Texas game that was on Tuesday the 2nd. Now, this was a huge test for Baylor. In, in the past, they did face Kansas. That was probably, up until this point, maybe one of the best teams they faced. They beat them pretty easily. Now, they faced Texas. Texas ranked 6th. Baylor is number 2. So, you know, I was kind of thinking, okay, this is going to be a huge test for Baylor. Texas is going to either play them very close it's gonna be a very good game or texas just might beat them because at some point you got to think baylor probably will lose at some point but no that's not the case they beat texas and it really you know it's kind of like a win going away they beat them 83 to 69 they moved to 17 to no 9 to no in the big 12 texas now um they failed 11 and 4 they also lost uh i think yesterday as well um so baylor they continue to roll they continue to just just look so solid. I mean, Davion Mitchell had 27 points in this game, 11 of 16. You know, you have Jared Butler with 21 points. Baylor's just incredible, and we, we say it about Baylor and Gonzaga, these two teams. They're both still undefeated. They're both fantastic, and um, it, it, it's, it's just like getting almost like old. Like, I wish we could have saw these two teams play, but, you know, may, maybe we'll get to see it at some point in the NCAA tournament. Who knows? Um, but that's really what I have to say about that. The next game I wanted to mention is West Virginia and Kansas, who played yesterday. Now, this was a big game for West Virginia. Obviously, I'm a West Virginia fan, so I was hoping after the first game where I was a little confident uh, West Virginia is going to go in Allen Fieldhouse and beat them, and they didn't. They lost that first game. They came back this time. They got their revenge in uh, Morgantown. They won this game, 91-79, and that was a good sight to see. Big win. We big have, win. yeah, it's definitely a big win. We we have been on not a losing streak or anything, but like I think we've been five. I think we're five and four in our last nine, which isn't the greatest. We're still ranked. We're still number seventeen. But I wanted to see a big win against Kansas, a team who's kind of ruled over the Big Twelve for so long. And an interesting stat that I saw, I think, during the game was that this was the first time Kansas has been ranked outside of the top 20 since 2009 because they are wow. 23, and they might fall out of the top 25 after the loss to uh, West Virginia. They might. So that would be crazy. I don't know how what, what the last time is that they – maybe it is 2009 also, I guess. Um, so that game was interesting. Good win for West Virginia there. Um, and the last game that I wanted to mention was the Ohio State-Iowa game. Now, this game was just a really fun game, very high-paced, high-scoring. Ohio State won this one 89-85. And, you know, we've kind of, we kind of talked about, I think, earlier in the year, like the first week or two of college basketball, how Iowa, yes, they're very good. They have the good shooters. They have arguably the best player in college basketball. But their defense at times is a little lacking. They have these moments where... You know, they can get beat off the dribble or they give up open threes, all this kind of stuff. Um, and we saw Ohio State kind of take advantage. Ohio State shot pretty well from three. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we saw a lot of open threes and they put up 89 on Iowa. And Ohio State's a very good team. They are. So it's, you know, it's not totally like 
you know, I'm not super worried about Iowa, but just something to mention. It's it's one of their clear flaws here. So that, those are the things I wanted to mention about college basketball. Ben, did you have anything uh, that you wanted to mention uh, from this past week in college basketball? Well, I, and I told you guys this before the podcast. I want to start by by shaming Houston. I, I, I gave them so much credit last Sunday about how they really are, I think, a threat to, to Gonzaga and Baylor if they were to play in the tournament. And Houston has its worst loss this season, loses to like Eastern Carolina or some garbage team. So I'm never going to shout out another team like that because um, I think it's pretty fair to say that I'll just jinx them. But um, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll even I'll stick to the Big 12, Trevor, since you're a West Virginia fan. I mean, I, for, for weeks I've been saying that the, the Big 10 is probably the best conference in college basketball. But at the moment, honestly, I think the Big 12 might be better. The Big 10 is just cannibalizing themselves. And a lot of these teams that we thought would be good aren't good. I mean, look at Michigan State, for example, Brandon. I know you love this, but I mean, they're like three and seven in the, in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, they're just beating up on one another. I mean, Michigan's in first place, but again, they haven't played in a week and they're not going to play for a while still. So I, I think that looking from top to bottom, I actually think the Big 12 might be the better team. Um, but the only thing with that is Baylor is, is going to beat everyone in the Big 12. So, I mean, everybody in the Big 12 is going to have at least one loss other than Baylor. Um, but it is, it's just super interesting to watch both these leagues are kind of cannibalizing each other because, I mean, West Virginia is in second place in the Big 12 at the moment, and they're 6-3. and three, And at times, you know this, Trevor, they've looked good, and at times they haven't looked that good. Um, so it's just it's super interesting. And this season of college basketball has been um, just, just crazy for so many reasons. And you have all these, I mean, like I, we talked about before the podcast, but all the Blue Bloods are bad. I mean, there's not, I mean, Kansas might be the best Blue Blood, but they're the only one that's ranked at the moment, and they're probably not going to be ranked come tomorrow. So it's just it's just a super crazy um, college basketball season and I mean all year last year we talked about how last year was such a crazy uh, college basketball season and we don't know what's going to happen in the tournament and I think this year is going to be even crazier for obviously many reasons one being the tournament's going to look different but I'm just I'm super excited there's so much parity this year and there's really I mean I've talked about so many times there's two dominant teams and after that it's a pretty level playing field compared to what we've seen over the years so um, it's just interesting I'm super excited to see uh, what goes on this last month and a half of, of the regular season and what happens in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe I'll make the prediction this year that maybe this will be the year I have a perfect bracket. It's going to happen eventually. I've been so close. Um, every <laughs> No, I'm kidding. My brackets are always terrible. But, um, it, again, it's just it's just interesting. I'm excited to see because I think everyone's brackets this year are going to be wild because you have so many teams. I mean, even look at, like, the last thing I'll say is you look at Drake. I mean, Drake's undefeated. They're, like, 18-0. They're ranked 25th in the country. you got Drake Bulldogs mm-hmm. are ranked. Like, it's just been a crazy basketball year. Um, and I, it's only going to get crazier coming down to the end of February and early March. So I'm super excited. I know Trevor's excited. Hopefully Brandon can get excited about college basketball because we are entering the best time of the sports year, and that's March for college basketball. So uh, I can't wait. 100%. 100%. So let's let's move to a little bit of a different basketball. And then Trevor, I'm going to throw it back over to you. Uh, a lot of different basketball topics I know you want to talk about. we got the All-Star game coming up, Lamella Ball, some other games. So I'm going to leave, you know, hand it on off to you. Uh, let's get a little bit into some NBA topics. Yeah, so we'll do a little bit more of a, a deep dive next week. But I just wanted to mention yes. one of the games that I watched. Um, it was Warriors-Mavericks, I believe. They, they played twice. I think the game I watched was either Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. Um, and this game was was interesting because the Dallas Mavericks, they have not started out the year very well. They're 9-14. and 14, um, you know, Or at least they were. Or they might have played another game. But they, they've not started out very well. Um, this year, obviously, Luca, you know, coming off of an awesome year, they were the seven seed. They actually gave the Clippers a run for their money, and now we're kind of seeing 
Um, you know, obviously they made the trade with Seth Curry to get Josh Richardson, and they're having they're having some trouble, especially when Luca is off the floor. You know, it, it's just the team basketball part of it is not great. There's a lot of moments where you see these like uh, more of like an iso ball. I remember seeing a couple points during this game where Tim Hardaway is just like pulling up for a contested three earlier in the shot clock. Obviously, I don't like that. Um, you know, you see Porzingis, who Porzingis, you know, on the offensive end actually had a really good game. Um, I know a lot of people have, you know, talked about like how Porzingis hasn't been the same really since the injury. He hasn't really been the same as, you know, kind of he was last year. And I think a lot of that's defensively. I think defensively he definitely has some issues, some things he needs to improve at, get better. Um, but just the other guys, you know, they're not, you know, not, not playing a lot of team basketball you know, I think the coaching's a little bit of an issue, so they need to they need to figure some things out because, um, you know, I want the Dallas Mavericks. Obviously, Luca, young star. I would like to see the Mavericks be a good team, be a team that can you know be in the playoffs and you know maybe not be a contender for the championship, but at least like be there, be like a five six seed, and like you know have a tightly contested series with whoever they may play. So that's something to mention. And on the other side of that, the Warriors. Um, did look very good in this game. Um, I mean, Steph Curry, he's had an awesome start to the year. You know, if the Warriors have a good enough record, he could have a shot at MVP, um, which they've, they've been decent. They're in the playoff picture, but not, like, fantastic. Um, Draymond Green, um, although his scoring output has definitely declined the past two years, he's definitely taken a step back. His facilitating has been awesome you know, consistently, and that's been the case for him for most of his career. That's really the part that stands out for me. I mean, Draymond Green essentially is, he's a point guard, basically, to me. Like, he he facilitates, he's a very good passer, he's very smart, his basketball IQ is very high, so that's something to point out. Um, and then I wanted to talk about LaMelo, because, you know, a lot obviously before the draft, we thought, okay, this is going to be one of the worst NBA drafts we've had. Um... But even with that being said, I do still think we've had some rookies that have kind of stood out, and LaMelo is one of them, obviously, that, that people are talking about, and he's getting a lot of, um, you know, buzz, a lot of, obviously, he gets a lot of the social media posts and, you know, some of the ESPN highlights. And so I wanted to talk about LaMelo because he did have a very good game. I think his first standout game that we've really seen where he had 34 points um, and just played really well, and I just wanted to mention it because... You know, when we went and saw LaMelo play two years ago uh, with Spire when they played against Brush, to where he's at now and the level he's playing at, it's, like, so much different. There's so much growth in his game. And it's crazy because I think people always expected LaMelo to just be, like, this great player. And a lot of people probably were just saying early on, like, oh, LaMelo's going to be a star in the NBA. But I didn't really see it. And now... I'm, I'm slowly coming around to the fact that I, I think I was wrong. And it's not necessarily because, you know, at the time I was wrong, but it's because of his improvement. So I just wanted to mention that LaMelo, he's improved a lot. Um, so, yeah, Brandon, what do you think about LaMelo so far? Do you have any thoughts on kind of how he started out? I know you haven't watched a ton, but what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I have not been able to get, you know, watch him a ton. The only thing that it seems to be what we've gone so far from him is kind of what I would have expected. You know, he's not shooting super well from three, from the three, but you know, he's done a good job um, in the games. He's not averaging a low amount of points. It seems like he's going to be up for rookie of the year, you know, him amongst a couple other people. So I think we expected him to have a lower three point shooting percentage. Um, and that obviously needs to improve for him to become a really, really good player. But so far, honestly, I, I think we, you, you got what you bought at this point. You know, he hasn't been, 
truly fabulous in any sense. He, he's been pretty good, um, but he also hasn't been bad. So I think, you know, you got exactly what you bought with him so far. Yeah, I, I think he's been better than I expected. He's averaging about 13, 6, and 6. Um, and right now he is, I think, not like a clear favorite, but he is the favorite. I would say that if I had a vote, obviously, he would be my rookie of the year. Um, but Ben, well, what do you think about some of the things in the NBA so far? Um, you know, obviously, we, we talked about kind of the courtside Karen thing with the Lakers, and the Lakers are playing well. And obviously, the Sixers, another team playing very well. What are some of your thoughts on the NBA? Yeah, so I have, I have a couple of thoughts. First, on, on LaMelo, I mean, I think you guys explained it perfectly. I mean, he, he's been great. And again, I, I wasn't super high on him coming in. I was excited to watch him. But I mean, honestly, if I had to describe him one, in one word, he's a playmaker. I mean, he makes plays. He's fun to watch. I think he's great for the NBA. Hopefully, he can keep this up for a very, very, very long time because he's just his highlights are awesome to watch. I think it's really good for the NBA. It's great. It's a great marketing tool for the NBA um, to show this globally because his style of play is so fun and it's so fast-paced, um, and he shares the ball so well. That I, I just think it's great for the sport. Um, another thought, and this kind of goes back to the whole uh, Mavs-Warriors game that you talked about, Trevor, but the Mavs got to get their stuff together because, I mean, they have one of the best players in the league, in the world, in Luka Doncic. And, I mean, they're 10-14 and 14 right now. They're, they're second to last in the Western Conference, and I get it. They just beat the Warriors last night, um, and Luka went for over 40 points, but... But I'm a little worried about the Mavericks because they just haven't looked like the team that they were last year. And you can't be wasting these years on Luka Doncic because he's looking better than ever uh, at this point. Um, so, I, I mean, again, they're in the Western Conference. It's not going to be easy. But, I mean, I, they definitely have what it takes to be a playoff team. Um, they can they can squeak into the eight spot, eight spot if they have to. But at, at this time, they got to get their stuff together because uh, they got a long climb back up to the top if, if they want to uh, contend for – any sort of playoff position at the moment. So I, I'm a little worried about them. I am. I, I love Luka. I think the sport needs to see him in the playoffs in these meaningful games. And right now they're just not delivering. So hopefully they can turn around because I think it'd be beneficial for everybody that loves the sport of, of basketball. Yeah, definitely. And, and then we did have the All-Star game, which really we could just mention it quickly. There is an All-Star game that's set for March 7th. Now, I don't totally understand it. I don't think it makes a ton of sense just because, like, they're only coming out for like the game. There's there's no fans, obviously with with COVID. It's understandable. I I don't really think they should have the game. And obviously LeBron's came out, and I think he's he's said that. So maybe that'll change. Maybe it will be canceled. Brandon, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll just kind of quickly say pretty much that I agree with you. I I don't see much of a need for this game. I, I think uh, the you know playing this game, bring all these guys from different markets, could you know put risk to them and I think others around them. Um, and as a whole, I, like you said before the podcast, the game's kind of like the most, the least entertaining part of All-Star Weekend. So I don't think it's needed. I don't think anything's going to crazy what happened because of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, f- to finish up, we can move on to the Super Bowl if, if you guys had any other thoughts. Um, obviously, when people are listening, it's probably the Super Bowl's over. But, you know, it's going to be exciting. Um, I'm so excited to see what happens. You know, win or lose for, for Brady, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be happy just because we got to see the Super Bowl, to see two of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, Mahomes, we assume, is going to end up being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time when it's all said and done. So, Brandon, what are, what are some of your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Look, it's it's going to be fun. And it, I think it's always fun, which, like, I know you guys probably aren't really going through this, but it's fun to have a Super Bowl where I'm not rooting for anyone. I don't really care who wins. I think if Brady wins again, it's I mean, it's going to be – it's fun to watch amazing players. I don't personally like Brady, but I mean, someone winning their seventh championship—that's that's crazy. Or we see Mahomes, who is probably the best player in the game right now, 
um, who, you know, is coming off amazing season after amazing season with this amazing team that's going to be together for so long. So no matter what, we're watching greatness. And I think just that as the storyline as a whole, you know, makes me happy to see. So no matter who wins, I'm going to be happy. I'm, I'm just hoping for a good game. Um, you know, where it lasts towards the end, you know, we're going to have the quarterbacks dueling, you know, in the fourth quarter. That's what will make me really happy. Ben, any final thoughts before we wrap up the podcast today? No, man, I'm excited. I mean, like you said, I'm excited. Uh, I, I disagree with you, though, Brennan. I like it more when I have a, when I have a rooting interest. Um, so, like, for instance, last year, I didn't really have a rooting interest. I didn't really care who won. And it was a great game, don't get me wrong. But when I have somebody mm-hmm. that, like, for instance, Tom Brady, that I really want to see win, I just I, I get into it more. I mean, naturally, it makes sense. But I just find it right. more entertaining um, for me. And luckily, as a Tom Brady fan, I've had plenty of Super Bowls where I've had some sort of rooting interest because, I mean, my team, the Cincinnati Bengals, aren't looking like they're making it ever. So... Um, you got to have some sort of rooting interest in the big game right. like this. But again, I'm excited. It's cool to watch the Bucks play a home game in the Super Bowl. We've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a cool little aspect to the game. Not that it's really gonna. I don't think it's gonna matter at all. Um, but again, it, it's it's super exciting game. And we've talked about this many times. But it, it's such a perfect storyline. Such a perfect way to hype up a game where you have you know, the greatest quarterback of all time against this kid that's coming in that that people are thinking in, in 10, 15 years maybe he'll be the greatest quarterback of all time if he keeps it up. So. Uh, it's, yeah. it's great for the sport. I think it's it's such a it's such a great um, matchup for for the sport of football and for for fans that even maybe aren't even a huge football fan. I think it's an awesome storyline. It's it's interesting, and hopefully it's a great game. I'm excited to see. Um, hopefully history made tonight. We'll see. Not going to win, but hopefully history's made tonight. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Really, really appreciate all the support we've had on the podcast. Of course, please subscribe if you enjoyed it. Um, leave us that five-star review. Um, we appreciate all of that. And, of course, follow us on Twitter. The link will be in the description. Or look up at the Small Baller on Twitter. That's where you can find where all of our podcasts will go live. We, of course, tomorrow have The Bachelor. So on Tuesday, hopefully, um, Tuesday at noon, we will release the next episode of the 5 Seconds of Fame podcast, recapping uh, the previous episode of The Bachelor. So if you're a Bachelor fan, stay tuned for that. And, of course, we have another episode of the 12th Row podcast with Josh and Will going over the past week in soccer. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.